You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Ordinarily, a child's asylum application is closely linked to that of their parents. When a parent's asylum application is abandoned, it frequently results in a similar fate for the child's application. Consequently, due to bureaucratic processes beyond their control, children find themselves vulnerable to arrest and detention and are stripped of the protections they might otherwise have rightfully received. Even more troubling, they are exposed to the peril of deportation to the very country from which they sought refuge. This cannot be in their best interests. Apart from the infringement of fundamental rights, the court finds that the impugned provisions are arbitrary and irrational, lacking a connection to a legitimate government purpose. The, end of, the evidence indicates that the failure to renew visas, often resulting from prolonged queues, financial constraints associated with reaching rece- reception offices, and the necessity to take time off from work has not contributed to the backlog of asylum applications. Furthermore, it has not imposed a substantial burden on the department. Therefore, the court finds that these provisions lack a reasonable basis and fail to to serve a legitimate government purpose. Consequently, the court confirms the High Court's declaration of constitutional invalidity as the impugned provisions violate the principle of non-refoulement, infringe the right to dignity, unjustifiably limit the rights of children, and are arbitrary and irrational. The declaration of invalidity is respective to 1 January 2020, the date on which subsections 2212 and 2213 of the Refugees Act came into operation. The first respondent is ordered to pay the applicants costs including the costs of two councils and that was constitutional uh, court judge uh, Stephen Majid for more on this we join on the line by head of advocacy and legal advisor to the Scalabrini Center in Cape Town uh, James Chapman uh, thanks so much for your time and welcome to updated noon James thank you very much and uh, it's a pleasure to be here speaking to your listeners So just looking at uh, the outcome that was delivered this uh, morning was that a surprise to you at all or were you expecting that It wasn't a surprise but it is a splendid uh, finding of the constitutional court it's it's not a surprise because it wasn't uh, contested at uh, ultimately at the constitutional court level albeit that it was at the high court level um but it's it's a very well uh, put together judgment and it really accentuates um the 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 need to protect um asylum seekers to allow them to access the asylum system not to be subject to return to face persecution and war um and also to protect uh, asylum seeker children so to that point how will this concord outcome actually assist asylum seekers especially considering the huge backlogs that remain within the home affairs department Well it it provides solace and protection to asylum seekers uh, by confirming that while you're in the asylum process and w- awaiting determination and following the the steps as best you can you're not subject to having your case 
abandoned and, and stripped from you and facing return to your country while your case is still pending um, because of uh, a, a fairly arbitrary time limit of 30 days, which was what was pr proposed by the provision. So in other words, um, people's cases won't uh, lapse and time out um, while they're trying to, to uh, seek protection uh, for themselves and for their families. And uh, also noted in that clip uh, of the judgment, the children of asylum seekers um, who hold work visas, uh, that was also highlighted as an infringement uh, on their constitutional rights. Um, a welcome point, I would assume, um, but your take on that and that being highlighted by the Concord. Well, I think it's it's crucial to, to be mindful that where you're talking about an asylum seeker who fled their country, it's it's the, the the asylum family inclusive of children, and I think it was very wise of the constitutional court to um, speak to how if you strip uh, an asylum seeker uh, of their um, asylum claim and require them to go home, face detention, deportation, um, persecution, you're doing the same thing to children, um, all all of whom you know it, it's there, there's nothing that they they could have done in circumstances beyond their control that would put them in such a vulnerable position. And so I think it's excellent the Constitutional Court um, highlighted the, the, the impact of these pr provisions and these, um, that, that these provisions um, are particularly egregious against uh, children and they just couldn't stand a constitutional muster and had to be set aside. And in the final analysis, though, you know, the backlogs are obviously something that has to be dealt with. Uh, that perhaps has nothing to do with this ruling per se, but I would imagine that that is, of course, still a very serious cause for concern. Well, certainly, certainly there's there's a, a great deal of room for improvement in the asylum process, working through asylum applications, um, there's also enormous challenges at the moment with even being able to access and apply for asylum. Um, and so uh, there, there are areas that um, really need to be ad addressed um, to ensure that people who fled from a war-torn situation or fled from persecution are able to uh, apply for and access the asylum system and get processed within a timeliest manner so that they don't spend years or over a decade um, before they get granted formal recognition of refugee status and protection. Um, so yeah, there, 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 there needs to be um, improvements in, in addressing the backlogs and really also just the, the granting of refugee status, which unfortunately in South Africa currently um, is a very uh, rare um, outcome with most cases being rejected even where, where they have very strong merit. Um, so there is definitely room for improvement, but this this judgment is definitely a, a step in the right direction in, in ensuring protection in the meantime. Well, we have to leave it there for today. Thanks so much, James Chapman, Head of Advocacy and Legal Advisor at the Scalabrini Centre of Cape Town. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.